0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' my friends?
0: Oh, this chair makes my back hurt. That's how I feel right now. Me and my COVID self.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, hopefully by next podcast, you'll, uh,
0: well, hopefully be you'll chilling. be
1: at the Super Bowl. Hopefully. um, Because they're planning for you for food. What does that mean? That means everyone thinks you're fat, bro. This is Good. the fat guy.
0: That's the way I like it. That's <laughs> the way I
1: like it. Um, but anyway, welcome to fantasy football, fantasy football podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Popping Rick,
0: what's going on?
1: Um, we have a fun, interesting show this year. Every year, uh, we like to break down the first ADP uh, that comes in of the year and and an analyze. Excuse me. Oh, I yawned, Analyze what the ADP could look like for uh next year and and get a preliminary look into what people are thinking uh for the 2022 season um so we'll go through that in a second before we do check out our website at fantasychampions.com uh you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms. Please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below uh, who you think the most overhyped player in this list is.
0: Yeah, we definitely have our opinions. Do we want to do our Super Bowl predictions right now or wait till after the show?
1: Oh, I forgot. All right, let's do them now.
0: Okay, what do you got?
1: Last year. I took the Kansas City Chiefs, and I said they're gonna smoke the Bucks.
0: You did. They're gonna
1: kill them, and uh, well, I you're got that dead. wrong. So, for the sake of argument, I'm gonna say that the Rams are gonna kill the Bengals, and hope that I'm wrong.
0: Okay, that's, am I allowed that's to a, say that? Because I'm good. rooting for the Bengals. Yes, yeah, I'm saying that that's, to
1: that's, discount myself.
0: That's how you do it. Put really money on the Rams, the so that good. way, if if the Rams win, you're still happy. If the Bengals win, you're also happy, even though you Hedging lost. Yeah. I actually um, think
1: there's a really good shot the Bengals win, to be honest with you.
0: I think I think it's a better shot than what people are giving them, but I'm picking the Rams. <laughs> um I got a projected score too, 27 24. Three point game. Gonna be close. When I get the Rams. You know what? I'm gonna do it. What are you doing? Taking the Bengals. Okay, okay. I need a rooting interest. Anger. You, you Uh, know, you just are going the complete opposite direction. You just said you would, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. So anyway, Uh, official predictions. Everybody is.
1: I'm taking the Bengals. Fred, uh, Fred, Rick is taking the. uh, I'll take the Rams. The
0: Rams. I took. I took the Bucks last year. Felt good about it. Don't feel good about it this year. So maybe
1: you didn't take the Bucks last year. Oh yeah, did. You wanted to take the- sure I could send the receipts. Oh, uh, really? Did I really pick yeah, the you? Said, uh, you said, you said because I watched that video accidentally because we did the same exact thing on this very show,
0: but I was rooting for the Bucks. You were
1: rooting for the Bucks, but you said the yeah, uh, you think the Chiefs are gonna win, oh,
0: uh-huh. which is exactly well, what I just done. did. That kind of makes me not want to pick the, the Rams. <laughs> Oh man! Either way, you know I just I, like, don't, I
1: don't hate anyone in this one.
0: I don't hate anyone either. I'm I'm mm-hmm. good with either team winning. I just like if you look at their roster, top to bottom, yeah, the Rams literally have the Bengals beat in almost everything, like eighty percent of it. Yeah, I and coaching too, one. McVay or Zach, Zach Taylor.
1: I would say McVay. Isn't that yeah. Zach Taylor and McVay? Uh,
0: yes, he, uh, he is. Holy
1: frick, dude!
0: He's, from, he's oh, from the the Rams coaching tree.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't it be a, you know, to be honest with you, it would be kind of a laughingstock to me. Like if the if 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 the Chiefs made the Super Bowl and the Chiefs beat the Rams, I feel like the Rams would be like, "All right, you know, we traded all these first-round picks. We got to a Super Bowl. We got where we needed to be and we just got beat by one of the best teams in the league." Like right. But if they, if they the beat Bengals beat you. The Bengals who've never won a Super Bowl. Who before this year had never won a playoff? Who hadn't won a playoff game? In what forty plus years? Yeah. Like how embarrassing would that be to lose? You you trade two first round picks for your quarterback. You've paid two first round picks to get Jalen Ramsey. You sign Odell Beckham Jr.
0: I mean, yes and no. Because trade like, for, you, still trade
1: for you trade for you uh, trade for Von Miller.
0: Like, you stacked. They did everything they they could to get there.
1: Yeah, and uh, if they don't lose to the Bengals, I find that hilarious. I'm not rooting for the Rams' failure, but I kind of would laugh at that. I'd be like, wow. You know, sometimes it's not all sunshine and roses when you trade all your picks.
0: So it's all fun and games. We all love Burrow. We all love the Bengals. But if they win and then go on a little dynasty, you know, you're eventually gonna hate him. They win like four Super Bowls. Joe Burrow, <laughs> yeah, nah, dude. Because if the there biggest. was any
1: quarterback that I would want to beat Brady, it'd be that one.
0: Wow. Okay. All <laughs> I said right. Said it now.
1: But you know, I got to face we, him. But I treat, do but man, like Joe right, Burrow. There's the some players that I play like, Chiefs. like when we played the Titans and uh, AJ Brown's making ridiculous catches. I'm just like, respect, bro.
0: Yeah. But
1: when Chief That's when right. the Chiefs beat us, I'm like, frick you guys. See so anyway that's fair um yes so i'll take the bangles love the bangles i was also uh, uh my family uh has yeah you know in lieu of uh, the tom brady retirement my family this sunday would wanted to watch the brady documentary which i've already consumed probably more than i needed to but anyway um what is it the man in the arena yes so anyway, they watched the first episode of that back the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady won and I'm watching that documentary oh. and I'm thinking, man. Man, does that kind of sound like the Bengals? kind of sound like Joe does. Burrow a little bit.
0: Absolutely does. Except like for the, the first overall pick deal. I was just like, going to say Brady was a 6th round pick of back no, the no, back. I know. Burrow was like keys to um, the franchise.
1: Yeah, he was the franchise core, but just like the 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 surrounding like you, you know, the team was not expected to go to the Super Bowl and they make it yeah. to the Super Bowl. And this the quarterback has this like different mentality and uh, to play the Rams, <laughs> to play the Rams, weird parallels,
0: yeah. weird parallels. But anyway, sick.
1: so, yeah, we're going to do not a dynasty mock draft. I didn't change that either. ADP analysis. You know, what, you know, what the hardest word for me to spell in the alphabet is in the alphabet. Like,
0: that doesn't make In the any English sense. vocabulary. And
1: yes, it's analysis. I can't, I still can't
0: figure it out. Uh, analysis. Yeah. It's a, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh,
1: what is that word that that kid spelt on that television show?
0: Um, oh, gosh. That's really nom- specific.
1: Nom- ka- it's like a disease. Yeah, Noma cal- even cal- even socios- it's like 400. And you just osis, know how to spell it? that. I do not know how to spell
0: how does anyone just, like, know... Oh, yeah. It was a seven-year-old kid that spelt it. I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, uh,
1: we're going to jump into ADP analysis for this. So, just to give you a little, like, preface. Um, the ADP that we... Uh, sleeper is still kind of populating that ADP. Um, still kind of working through it. So, yep. it's not fully there yet. And, um, and a website that we usually use that has ADP all year round is like flaking out. Uh, not sure what happened, but it's kind of dead over there. Um, but best ball drafts underdog fantasy.com. No ad here. Uh, they usually, uh, have ADP people start best ball drafts insanely early, um, on people, uh, people on Twitter in the fantasy community that we're in on Twitter. They are all doing best ball drafts using underdog fantasy. So uh, if you like best ball, head over there. But they have uh, populated some A- populated ADP, and people are gambling some money. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is more accurate than what you would normally get. I think so too. At least for now. Which is
0: why it makes it more sad.
1: Which <laughs> is definitely why it makes it more sad. Um, so we're going to go through this, maybe call back to the uh, the mock draft that we did Um Yeah, the mock draft that we did a couple weeks ago where we projected what the first round might look like. In fact, I'm gonna try to bring that up now just so I have it in front of me front of me eyes. Um basically what you you. nope, wrong
0: thing. If it was similar at all, not similar at all.
1: Yes, exactly. Um I'm trying to find the stupid thing. Um and then we'll just analyze kind of what the first round ADP kind of looks like, whether it's smart, not smart. Um, Whether we think it's going to hold, not hold. I know a lot of people overthink everything in every single way in fantasy football. So um, we'll go through each pick um, and talk about it. We're going to do two rounds here um, and move quickly. We don't need to talk about the player himself, but we can just talk about what the pick is. So anyway, for the first overall pick, we had Jonathan Taylor. The mock draft ADP analysis has Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, it's seems like a no-brainer.
1: So uh, that is not surprising to me. I feel like JT should be the 101. Um, and I think this is pr- – for the like last year, McCaffrey was the 101. But there was arguments to be made about yep. Dalvin Cook being there if you wanted to take him. Um, I do remember that. But Jonathan Taylor here is is the, the bona fide 101 this year. I don't yeah. think that's going to – unless somebody gets a a chubby for someone else. No, I
0: agree. That's probably going to be JT. He's probably going to be
1: 1-1. Saints have informed their D.C. Dennis Allen that they are hiring him as their next head coach. Okay. So we have a head coach for the Saints, by the way. Uh, but yeah, That's so probably you know,
0: a good hire. <laughs> a side note.
1: But Jonathan Taylor, um, any thoughts on that pick?
0: No, I mean, it's probably the, the best pick there. Okay. 1-1.
1: Um, so we had in our second, we don't have to like refer to it the whole time, but we had Derrick Henry, uh, one, two, uh-huh. um, this mock draft has Christian McCaffrey, one, two, and Derek, Henry I think one,
0: four. Did, yeah, where do, where do we have McCaffrey one, three, one, four? Yes. We had McCaffrey one, three. So, I mean, not crazy far off. If you want to see McCaffrey versus Derrick Henry, that's fine by me. That's probably what I would do, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how it ends up. Yeah. Um so this is the first
1: <laughs> the, the the first debate. Yeah. Because as you get further along like obviously like Henry, McCarthy, uh, Hen- Hen- Henry McCaffrey uh Henry and Jonathan Taylor all will probably be top 4 picks. Yeah, 1 2 3. Yeah, 1 4 somewhere in that vicinity. Um, but an interesting guy that I've been seeing flying up boards already is is Cooper Cup. Um, and this draft has him one three. I believe we put him one seven or one eight. Yeah. Um, this is half PPR. This is half PPR, <laughs> by the way. This is not. This settings is based on half PPR. Yep. That's what Underdog does. So interestingly enough, we got Cooper Cup the one three. Now I brought up a to Rick earlier before the show. There was a tweet this earlier this week that I saw. <laughs> And a guy said, um, the only running back that I would take in front of Cooper Cup in a draft would be Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yep. Um, Basically saying he's the one, too.
1: Basically saying he's the one, too. Uh, And that is ridiculously hot to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is hot, hot, hot.
0: (laughs) Polybac.
1: So I I, uh, I kind of draw back to this, like, opinion that I had last year. Do you remember at the end of the year for the Chiefs, just Travis Kelsey losing his mind in fantasy uh, at the end yes. of the 2020 season, was it? Yes. Um, he was losing his mind in fantasy at the end of the season. Then he went to the playoffs, and he was even better, and he was basically a wide receiver, and – there's all this talk about him getting drafted, possibly top five.
0: Top three. I, um, I don't want to name names, but I know the guy on Twitter. I think I still follow him. Who uh, all offseason was Kelsey 101. He was on that train. In redraft? Uh, yes. I I'll, I'll, <laughs> i don't know if I have the receipts still, but I'll show you the guy at least. I can find it. And he has a decent amount of followers. This isn't even someone... yeah. Um, Sometimes you don't too hard. But so I
1: remember people going absolutely bonkers about Travis Kelsey and saying like, oh, my God, Travis Kelsey is he's got to be a top five pick. You know, the discrepancy at the position of tight end and how bad every other tight end is compared to Travis Kelsey. You have to draft him in the top, you know, top 10. And um, I just think that's a—I thought that at the time, I thought that was a fool's errand. I thought it was chasing fantasy points from the previous year for a tight end that's aging. Um, and that will probably not produce uh top five wide receiver production. And he didn't. And uh, he wasn't a tough. <laughs> he was uh, number two at the tight end position. So uh, if, if anything, you wasted your draft pick drafting Travis Kelsey late first. Um, and we said not to. And I think this hype train has continued into this reality of Cooper Cup. Now, I think he'll cool off a, l- a little bit and people will start to refocus I would say 1-6 to 1-8 is definitely where I would still have him in August. Um, yes. Similar to where guys like Devontae Adams have gone or Michael Thomas in years past have gone if they go as the number one wide receiver off the board. But Cooper Cup going as the 1-3 to me is asinine. It's insanely crazy. Like, I get it, but think about where you drafted Cooper Cup.
0: Yeah.
1: In the fourth or fifth round? (laughs) Last year. Last year. How many wide receivers? I'm not saying this is going to happen, but how many wide receivers can you get in the fourth or fifth round that can be sufficient for your team? And how many running backs can you get
0: that. I mean, let's just look at last year. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase was in redraft was like fifth, sixth round.
1: Oh, this guy. Mike Evans is
0: a third round pick. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I, that's not the exact tweet, but this guy is, I bet if you scrolled far enough down, you can see it. Um, not going to name names. No, he probably, but, <laughs> Deontay Johnson. He finishes the wide receiver nine. Mm. He was what? a fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah. So half the guy almost, and Hunter, Hunter and pro. I, I mean, obviously was like a really late round pick. So mm. I'm not even going to use that as an example. But you could say like half the guys in the top 10 at receiver were drafted And there was in that range. three running
1: backs in the top 12, three, Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson, James Connor, and Le- Leonard Fournette that were yep. drafted after the third round that turned out to be yep. top 10 running backs. So the discrepancy at the position is so wide, and you can get so many more receivers later in the draft, like like yes. the Debo's and the... Cooper Cup. This cool. isn't even a
0: knock on Cooper Cup. This is not a knock this on Cooper. Is a bad strategy. Cupp.
1: The argument for some people is that he had 191 targets, and a uh, phenomenal year. And he had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. year. What I would suggest you do in fantasy football is do not chase the year prior. Use yes. the previous year to analyze a player and determine whether or not the the production will continue. Mm-hmm. And what Cooper Cup this did this year is so Sorry. ridiculously outrageous that to repeat it in a second season would be would even be, more outrageous. would be even more ridiculously outrageous. Now, yeah. is he going to reach 170 targets? Probably. Probably. Is I he going to finish as a number one tight end by like 50 points? Probably not. Number no one receiver. <laughs> a number one receiver. Did I say running back?
0: Um, well, I guess you end. could say the same thing. Um, with the running back. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He'll... I think he'll be – I'm pretty confident, though, that he'll be a top-five receiver.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm very confident of but, that.
0: But, but you yeah, think about – number three overall. <laughs> you it's think just about, so hard to repeat the year he had. He broke records. Like, people don't understand. They're, they're going to be like, yeah, look at the year he had. He would have been the number one overall player in fantasy, second in points, by, points per game behind Derrick Henry. He's not going to do that again. It's not gonna happen. I would be shocked if he puts up the same numbers, breaks his records from this past season. Yeah. Um it's just it's just so hard, so hard to do.
1: Yeah, and I like even if he does repeat as the wide receiver one, which I don't I wouldn't be shocked by.
0: You still wouldn't take the wide receiver one at the one three.
1: And I think people think I just hate Cooper Cup. Like that's starting to become a theme that I dislike Cooper Cup because I really don't think great receiver gets targeted a lot. That's the reason why yeah. he puts up these insane numbers is because he gets targeted a lot. Um, is he the most talented receiver in the NFL? No. No. Tamar Chase, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, Diggs CeeDee Lamb. Know. I honestly would take talent wise, all of those guys over Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's a great slot receiver. And he's obviously got a connection with Matt Stafford, but I just don't know that Cooper Cup can do anything else besides sit in the slot.
0: He Plays a little bit the outside, but he's definitely the slot guy. I'm not a I not say Cooper like, Cup either. Yeah, I just yeah,
1: I like a lot of receivers. Over he's
0: super. Way. I mean, he he's developed well as a route runner. Like he's a great route runner, mm-hmm. and he, you'll never see him almost ever drop a pass. I think mean, he dropped one this yeah. past week in our saying his first drop and like. 10 weeks or something mm. um he's just super reliable he knows how to get open he's a smart player knows um defensive zones as well so yeah, th- yeah. Knows, knows how to find the holes and stuff so he's a very 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 good receiver probably the best slot receiver in the nfl i think Definitely. that's 100 um and he's probably you know a top 10 top 12 receiver in terms of talent but yeah he's not the most talented yeah. Now that doesn't always translate to points, obviously, but yes, for him to finish as the wide receiver one by that margin back-to-back years, it's just not.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. Okay. So I think the word we're trying to peg here is is regression, and we have to analyze the the Rams a little bit further because there really isn't, to me, anything really that's going to change. Um, but guys, to me, and I hate to use this as a reference point, but there are sometimes guys get uber hot they just get wicked hot and it almost feels like to them where it's like it's the equivalent of a basketball player, just getting hot and hitting every shot in a game. And I think in the NFL, like Cooper cup, I think he got hot and everything that was getting thrown his way. He just started catching and he felt good on his routes. And I think that's, what's been happening this year. But if you're telling me that he's just going to automatically repeat what he's doing right now in eight months, um, I don't know. I think he's gonna be a top five receiver. I think he should be ranked yes. respectively. He could even deserve to be the first wide receiver off the board. But if you're drafting him yep. in the top three, um, I don't think that's a smart pick. I think you could go other directions because just the the wide receiver,
0: man. At half PPR, I'm not taking that top three. I'm not
1: and I think it's funny too, because like, like if I'm one oh three, right, do
0: can I get can I get yep. an
1: equivalent like not equivalent, but can I get like a top five wide receiver at the two ten?
0: A breakout guy? I mean, potentially someone like if, if CD Lamb, if Amari Cooper, because there's rumors about Amari Cooper leaving, and okay. CD Lamb becomes like the main guy and gets 170 targets from on the Cowboys, and he's at least going to be on, this, on the same level. Might not be as good, but yeah, same level. You know, you look at the, the running backs, you think a lot would have to go right for Barkley to be on the same level as McCaffrey next year. Yeah. At the, 211 and the two eleven and the one two, right. which is similar. Yeah, go
1: get the running back. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. So that was the first weird one. Obviously, Derrick Henry won four, uh, Eckler sense. not surprising ending up in the top five. We had Austin Eckler won six. Um, so I yeah. think there's definitely going to be people who draft Eckler. There's not really a lot of changing, a lot changing there in Los Angeles. So Eckler one hundred percent. Say that again. He's going to be in that range. Yeah, one hundred percent. Jamar Chase, one six. We had Hi. Chase one <laughs> eleven,
0: and you yelled at me. I I didn't yell at you. I was just because I, I you agreed are you with are you, you that, sure about that guy. No, uh, I I agreed with you that that probably is going to happen just because hype alone. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it'd be one six. Um, I just don't think that's that's a good spot to take it. And I love Chase, but I won my dynasty league. Yeah, I think I there, there's going to be
1: this Bengals residual hype. I'm starting yes, to see it with yes. Joe Burrow a little bit. He's oh,
0: going to be a top five quarterback. Yeah, he's going
1: to get drafted as a top five quarterback because of the. But I think at some point it is going to dial back. Now, Chase just had arguably maybe one of the best, if not the best, like rookie season. Yes, of a wide receiver that we've ever seen, and that, that was expected because he literally is a transitional generational talent. What was he taking
0: three? I mean, uh, five. Yes,
1: Cincinnati. so he's a transitional talent, he's really a, he's an amazing wide receiver, and he's with his quarterback. Um, and so I think yeah. Chase can only like if you talk about what a player does in their rookie year, I think there, there's only going up from here for Jamar Chase,
0: yeah. But I mean, I would kind of think Chase is in a better spot because he would burrow, mm-hmm. but it's similar to what Jefferson did his rookie year. I mean, Chase was better. Without a doubt, but I wasn't Jefferson a top like eight, top seven, top seven, uh, receiver as a rookie, and he was drafted what two, three, one, like two, two eleven, two twelve, like he was a late second and early third, and obviously Chase was better, so I would assume he's like a middle second round, maybe early second round, but yeah, I mean the hype for him is going to make him one six, <laughs> apparently.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I, I like I want Chase on my team next year, but I
0: doubt it's yeah. happening. When you draft him over the next guy. Najee? Draft?
1: No. Yeah. yeah. So Najee's the one seven. I wouldn't take him over Najee. In fact, yeah. all these running backs here. <laughs> I take all of them over Cub. <laughs> here's that.
0: I would take Najee over Cub for sure, and probably Down and I don't know. Yeah. And some other guys. But uh
1: yeah, so Najee's one seven. Justin Jefferson one eight, not too far off. We had uh, on our mock draft, we had Najee uh, one four, and we had yeah. Um, where the crap is Jefferson? Jefferson two one, so a little bit further down the board, but he definitely deserves Jefferson
0: be... Chase.
1: We had the order right. Cup Chase Jefferson.
0: <laughs> yeah, just receivers going way earlier than we thought. Yes.
1: Um. So, and then we have Tyree Hill one nine. So. Um, and I'm just gonna round out the rest of the round. Dalvin Cook 110, Devontae Adams 111, and then Kamara 112. Oh. Interesting, the amount of receivers that came off the board in the first round. There's five receivers. Um, yeah, that's. Do you think this is gonna th- that trend is gonna hold up? Because if it does, that pushes a lot of running backs like Cam Akers and the like like J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, some of those guys down the board a little bit into maybe that third round. Um, and if that happens... We do this
0: every year, and then by the time we draft in August, in the home league, they climb back up into the Why not? Well, this past
1: year, it was literally like maybe four receivers went in the first two rounds.
0: Yeah. um, I definitely, like, Cup will be a first-round pick. Yeah, Chase will, will probably be a first-round pick. Agreed. Jefferson... Might be a first round pick, probably. Agreed. Tyree Kill's kind of the same, and then Adams is totally determined on, um, where he goes, yeah, and what his situation is. So I'm going to say a four. We'll, we'll see four for receivers in the first round. Just more than last year, I think by like two. Is mm-hmm. Isn't there only two receivers in the first round? One yeah, or two? Yeah, something like that.
1: It was like a run on running backs, like for seven or eight picks. Yeah, it is interesting though that, like. That this many wide receivers is going at this point um and I'm curious as to why that is the case mm. there's a lot of really good players like chase obviously jumps into that conversation people obviously still love the AJ Brown cd lamb Stephen Diggs is of the world Debo Samuel had such a great year that you kind of have to throw him up there as well wide back. Adams is good. Hill's good. Jefferson's good. Chase Cooper cup. So it's like all of those guys are going to get drafted in the first two rounds. It, it just is kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of strange over the last two years. We've really not had a lot of first round wide receivers. Maybe that stays the same. Maybe it doesn't, but if it doesn't, man, I'm going to be celebrating. For sure. How many running backs? For sure. are I oh, too.
0: Well. We're going to be feasting. If that happens, Oh my it will be too easy.
1: Um, but anyway, second round, I'll run through it really quickly. We had Debo Samuel 2-1, Joe Mixon 2-2, two, two, uh, Travis Kelsey 2-3, uh, C. Williams 2-4, Stephen Diggs 2-5, A.J. Brown 2-6, DeAndre Swift 2-7, uh, Nick Chubb 2-8, C.D. Lamb 2-9, Josh Allen 2-10 as a first quarterback off the board, Saquon Barkley 2-11, and then Mark Andrews 2-12. Interestingly enough, we do not see uh, some guys that we had – Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. We don't see Zeke. Yeah. We don't see Dobbins. We don't see Cam Akers. We don't see Antonio Gibson.
0: Um, oh my gosh! If you can get Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, um, J.K. Dobbins in the third round, even maybe even Zeke, you can make that argument. I I mean, we'll see how the offseason plays out. That's a gold mine. Absolutely gold mine. Cam Akers, especially, and I, in my opinion, and J.K. Dobbins, those two guys yeah. should be in the first two rounds.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think. It's what's interesting to see is that you have the two tight ends. Obviously, Kelsey is still getting drafted way too high. Like he was, he was ADPing like 111, 112 last year. Yeah, and now he's like two three. So he has a worse season than he's had in like four years, and he's still getting drafted like that high. Thanks. Um,
0: I'm not taking him in the first two rounds.
1: I think Travis Kelsey is gonna adjust. Me and Rick have some developing hot takes on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> this season. So you'll you'll hear him as too. the offseason goes along. But um yeah, I don't I don't take tight ends early and I don't want to take Travis Kelsey in the second round. That's not a good way to go. Mark Andrews, however, comes into that second round. I'm still not drafting him, but I can see why people would want to um With after Bia he had I he understand. Had. Yeah. Two twelve, that's where I would expect him. Um but two tight ends in the second round is a lot. And then Josh Allen Two years as the QB1, finally overtaking trap. Patrick Mahomes.
0: He's, okay, Man. I know last year we used the argument. Um, I mean, and historically you can look at it. Quarterbacks finishing as the QB1 back-to-back years, it almost never happens. Josh Allen pulled it off this year. Fantastic. Finishing, You have him in Dynasty, in a pants are off. You think he's going to be the QB1 three years in a row? No. You know the odds of that happening? That's like historic. I mean, that is historic. I'd be hitting a historic run. I think Rodgers um, I don't see it happening. And I again, I like Josh Allen if he's your quarterback you're in a great spot, but yeah. Not the two ten.
1: Yeah, not the two ten. So I think I think for the tight ends and the quarterback, you're overpaying here. If that holds, it kind of pushes some guys into that second round. I think that's what's happening because I counted we have uh, seven. I think seven wide receivers come off the board in the first two rounds. This ADP from underdog has nine wide receivers come off the board mm-hmm. in the first uh, two rounds. So we're not too far off in the wide receiver conversation, but what you're seeing is Josh Allen, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews get taken, and that pushes the guys that we were just talking about, like Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, some of those guys, uh, yeah. down further on the board.
0: It'll be interesting to see what it looks like um, come like July. What ours looks like, original one.
1: Oh yeah, um, it's also what I also would say is interesting is Saquon was taken, and yeah, is is being taken here at two eleven. I'm curious to see the Brian Dayball
0: works. effect. Maybe I don't know. I so Saquon's a, such an interesting one. He's obviously injury prone. The offense was horrid last year, yeah. but if they can get a quarterback upgrade and their offense improves, oh, and the yeah. Brian Dayball, Dayball just
1: unlocks. Dana yeah, Jones, I like, mean, I
0: understand so people liking Barclay. I just, it's hard for me to get back I know, to I, know, you, After all I, know I know you can understand you it because
1: you're obsessed with
0: Barclay. Yes, I do understand it. I think, to be honest, though, I'd probably take, probably would take Acres ahead of him and probably maybe take Dobbins. I, would, I think I would take him over Zeke. I don't know, you probably don't agree with that, but that's the Barkley in anyway. me.
1: <laughs> It's funny too. There's a big argument floating around Ezekiel Elliott too. Cause there are people I saw on a startup the other day, this is a legitimate, like blue check Mark, fancy football, Twitter people like mock draft or not mock draft. It was a startup. And uh, somebody took Tony Pollard.
0: or head oh, of Ezekiel
1: Elliot. Um, and there's a lot of points to be made cause everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, it's time to just move on from Zeke and go to Pollard. And I'm like, yeah, but Tony Pollard is like one or two years younger than Zeke.
0: He's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, What's
1: the point of 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 moving on from Zeke when you're just moving on to – Get a year years? of Pollard. Are, are you running back that's like one, two years younger? Know, I
0: know there's a huge difference in terms of workload in their career, Um, and I like this guy obviously more, but Eckler is the same age as Zeke. Zeke is actually younger by like two months. They're both 26. They're going to be 27 mm-hmm. next year. Now Zeke obviously has so much on his legs. It's like girly even more because yeah. he was a workhorse in college. Mm-hmm. He's been a workhorse in the NFL for what six years now, yeah. just about. It's just the sixth NFL season, so I mean, he has a lot on him, but he's still you know young enough where he still can produce at a high level. I think, but it's gonna be interesting to see.
1: Well, funny thing is Zeke is. Austin Eckler obviously outscored Zeke by quite like a large amount of fantasy points, 80 fantasy yes. points in one less game. So obviously that is why Austin Eckler is 1-5 and Zeke is not in, not even in the ADP for the first two rounds. But Zeke was a top six running back this year. Oh. And uh, we're just all going to forget about it.
0: So. what was he in points per game? You know? Good question. I'll pull it up. <laughs> I know it wasn't Let me pull it it was, up definitely wasn't the top paint. six.
1: I'm not gonna count Derrick Henry. One, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So top twelve.
0: Yeah, that's still good enough to be taken, I think, at the end of the second or early third.
1: Zeke's Zeke's always been like I mean, he's obviously an efficient running back. Pass catching, he's been good. There's been this year he kind of shifted a little bit more work over to Tony Pollard. They started using him a little bit more um but his 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 massive fantasy seasons top 5 fantasy seasons have been all tied to touchdowns um he, yeah. in the seasons where he ends up being like top 10 you know usually around 7 or 8 he usually has like you know a low amount of touchdowns and then the seasons where you've seen him be like top 3 top 4 he's been uh, scoring a lot of touchdowns so uh he's still their like goal line back but i've i've noticed that they don't utilize Ezekiel Elliott in the same way that they used to um, and it, it was probably because they were playing a specific game with knowing that Zeke has a lot of like work underneath him, getting Pollard more involved in the offense kind of reserves Zeke for the postseason. Um, too bad they can't. I was gonna say Zeke
0: did more. have a lot more touches. He had 14 carries, I believe. Yeah, in the playoff game or let me double check. He had 12 carries in the playoff game, and Pollard had four. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Zeke I think a Zeke, the guy.
1: Zeke's a fine draft pick in the second round late or into the third. I don't think he's like, I, like people are looking at him going, Oh my God, there's some freaking guy. So I think he's going to end up being a
0: pick at the end of the day, but yeah, um, I'm okay with taking in the third round. Yeah.
1: And then Depot two, one, basically a first round pick too high, too low.
0: Uh, I'm just a little scared with the offense next year. How, like, it could be awesome with Trey Lance. It could absolutely blow. Um, it could go either way. Yeah, and I will say Debo's going to get touches no matter what. Obviously, they want him as the quote unquote wide back, where he's a receiver and running back, so he's going to get touches. Yeah, focal point of the offense. So in the second round, it's I think perfect for him. Two one, mm, I don't know. I think I'd probably go mixing ahead of him, depending on what happens to the Broncos. You can make the argument for Javante. Yeah, uh, but he. You definitely, I think he proved he had a good enough year where you would take him ahead of CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown and maybe Diggs as well.
1: Yeah, and then uh, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb make the, the uh, yeah, that's top interesting. 24. Um, Not an hour top 24.
0: I don't know what it is with A.J. Brown. I think it's just because people like him, and he's obviously shown flashes of being like wide receiver one level. Yeah. Um, he had a monster playoff game as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's that. And then CeeDee lamb. I don't know, man. I think it's just based on the rumors with the Cowboys. Cause what did he do this year to prove that he's in redraft going in the second round? Sure. Should go in the second round.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He was very was he good been- for the first 10 weeks of the season. I think he was like top five, top six, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, had some really good games and then he didn't score a touchdown the rest of the season. Um, and his target share like decreased for the last 3 games like it was like first 16 weeks the uh, first 15 weeks of the season he was uh 15 9 3 5 6 11 8 9 7 4 13 10 9 and uh those were his target shares and then kc i believe he got hurt um and then missed a game against the raiders so he didn't like go outside of week 3 he didn't go under 5 targets in that stretch. And then the last four games of the season five, four and two.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first 10 weeks of the season, he was the wide receiver seven yeah. or Tyler, the wide receiver six. In the so I could see that. Um, it's just interesting. I like if Cooper Cup is I mean, not Cooper cup. If Mark Cooper is not in the Cowboys, I yeah. definitely see him being a second round pick. The other
1: thing is there was this resurgence after week six against new England. There was like this big, like
0: yes, yeah, so you had tight a good game. end.
1: I was making me angry because I'm like, you, you drafted CD Lamb in the first freaking round. Like, use your star wide receivers instead of your low butt tight end that you're gonna waste. A hey, 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 hey he, had a good, he, he, he did his job. I just want CD. I know he did his job, but I, I just want CD to get those Com- end zone targets,
0: my, my dude. That's true. <laughs> like, Complain more about like Jarwin and Cedric Wilson.
1: Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what Dallas was doing. Um, I was kind of hoping Kellen Moore would
0: leave. Yeah. I feel like Dak also kind of struggled at the end, too. Yeah,
1: he was kind of – I don't know. Something was going on with the the Dallas offense. Like, you know, it might be Mike McCarthy. He's just a complete <laughs> buffoon. Yeah. That's, that could be it. But I think CD's going to be fine. He's a very talented young wide receiver. And, yeah. like, you talk about – like, everyone talks about the third-year breakout for wide receivers. So if, if CD yes. struggles in, in his third year here – Um, I'll be a little bit more concerned, but I'm okay taking him in the second round. Like I'm not against that. And obviously, you know my love for AJ Brown. Right. I am concerned about Ryan Tanma Hill, though. I really hope. If they go get, like, who was the rumored guy? Rogers. Rogers. They get Rogers, bro. Oh, he's first round pick. (laughs) Don't say that. Don't say that. He's
0: going going
1: 1-7. I can't go against the strat for my guy. He's getting 16
0: receiving touchdowns minimum.
1: I know. Um and then uh, the last guy I'll mention, uh, because we don't have any time left, we went over by like ten minutes now. Um, was Javante. So it's not just us being crazy; it's a it's a actual oh. trend. Javante two four. Where did we have? We had him two three, I think. Two five. Yeah, two five. So right in that yeah. vicinity,
0: same range. Yeah, I think I think it's based on the Melvin Dorn thing too. And even if they bring him back. He probably won't be two four, two five, but he'll probably be like a third round pick.
1: The other thing is I am a little bit more like I'm excited about Javante. You talk about like the advanced analytics and metrics that he had this yes. year. just through the roofs. Ridiculous. I think he had more I think he had more broken tackles when he was playing and Henry was playing. And he was like yeah. getting half of the workload.
0: He so, was like top three in almost every Advanced analytical um, yeah. rushing staff. He's very
1: good. He's a very
0: good running back. Uh,
1: concerns I have are more related to if Denver doesn't end up with a quarterback, um, by the name of Aaron Rodgers or Ross or Watson or maybe even Jimmy. Like if they don't end up with a quarterback this year, mm-hmm. um, I am a, I'm slightly concerned about the ceiling of Javante Williams. Sure, he will probably be more like a DeAndre Swift uh from this past season on a terrible Uh, team then he would be an austin eckler derrick henry christian mccaffrey type player so yeah um if if they get a quarterback in there and that offense is heavily improved uh i think javante could could show off and end up being a top five running back but i think the excitement is there me and rick both love him but i'm i'm applying what i learned from this year to try to temper that excitement a little bit and understand that if that offense blows, the ceiling kind of drops a little bit for Javante, at least for this season.
0: Definitely. I agree.
1: But anyway, interesting ADP.
0: I think that's pretty much... Is that pretty much it? Yeah, dude. There you go.
1: Hooker. Okay. First two rounds of ADP. Uh, we have a lot of shows coming up uh, pertaining to consistency. So the consistency series of episodes is back. That's what we got in the next four weeks or two weeks, I should say. Uh, so we'll see you there, guys. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The